welcome to the Stop Money Anxiety Now live podcast on episode number 15, How to Think and Grow Anything You Want. All right, welcome back to another live broadcast of the Stop Money Anxiety Now podcast. I am your host, Wei Hong, from the Six Figure Academy. And I'm your co-host, Jessica, also from the Six Figure Academy. Oops, turn on your mic there for a second <laughs> what, there. You don't want me here? No, I want you to sound like you're in the closet in the background. So. <laughs> or just in your head, in the background, over your shoulder. <laughs> over your shoulder, just like peeking, trying to steal my microphone. So, the, so this is the podcast where we give you the real world tips, strategies, and interviews with some of the most amazing entrepreneurs on the planet, both profit and non-profit, on how to eliminate the destructive money habits and anxiety so that you can create a prosperous an abundant lifestyle in business free of financial stress and worry. We also have an extra furry guest in the <laughs> studio tonight that was just hacking up. I don't know what she was doing in the background just now. <laughs> but sneezing. Sneezing? Allergies. Okay. <laughs> allergies. I don't know if dogs have allergies. Summer allergies. Summer allergies. It is a beautiful day today. <laughs> I know. So how are you, Jessica? Oh my gosh. So great. It's just beautiful. I mean, what is it? June so gloom, right? Great. I know. <laughs> the kinesthetics. <laughs> Yeah, no, June gloom. It's uh, you know, it's been really weird with California lately, but I mean, I can't complain. The sun's out, so it's really nice. What What do you mean by weird? Uh, you know, like not having sun all day, every day, all the time. Oh, you're so spoiled. In California, I know. You're so spoiled. <laughs> you're up here. Yeah, you're gonna talk to our guest who's over on the East Coast today, and she, you're gonna <laughs> say, "Oh my God, we have sun." She's like, she's like playing the world's smallest violin for you right now, probably. <laughs> well, in I studio. will, I will be on the East Coast uh, on Friday. Yeah, and then you're gonna sit there and go, "Oh, I so love California, so I appreciate know. it." <laughs> I do every time I come back. Every time I'm, I touch down in the airport, I'm always so grateful. Yeah, yeah. So how was your week this past week it was great it was great i mean nothing new i mean is anything new with you i know there's been a lot of changes that's been going on yeah a lot of changes internally but last week i think the highlight of my week this past week was when i got to speak at career day over at our local middle school here in el segundo called dana middle school yeah that was cool it's kind of a last minute thing my friend tanya um morrison that uh, i play volleyball with before Mm -hmm. she um she teaches there and she said they're having career day and they need speakers i was Mm -hmm. like i'll speak i'll speak to kids all day long yeah so you don't even need to pay me i'll do it for free (laughs) and she goes that's great and so um we got to and you were there so we got a chance to speak to three different classes and it was fascinating because i think what's different about our approach is that because we work with entrepreneurs in a whole wide array (laughs) of 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 career sets Mm -hmm. right they were expecting, you know, what they usually see is like, uh, I'm a fireman, yep. not a fire truck. I kept saying I was a fire truck. I wanted to be a fire truck when I was in No, I was not that special kid that wanted to be a fire truck when I grew up. But uh, what happened was, you know, and then there was like policemen, military, yeah. and then there were these like specific like restaurant mm-hmm. owners. So very specific niche mm-hmm. careers. And then they got to me. And I said, I specialize in helping people with their careers as yeah. entrepreneurs. So I had to, we had to, it was kind of cool because we had to, we had to define what entrepreneurship was for them. We yeah. talked about money I with know. them. It was amazing because they're, it's what I love about kids is that it's so easy to shift their perspective for the better, mm-hmm. you know? And what's, what, what was kind of sad, there was one question that I asked, do you remember, um, when I asked about how many of you in middle school already, right? Mm-hmm. They're only like 14, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Eighth, have, grade. eighth grade, right? Yeah. Have already had somebody tell you that you can't make money doing something that you want to do. Yeah. the, the A lot the, of people, a lot of kids raise their hand. The little boy, he wanted to be a musician. You know, he's in a band and he said his parents are said, like, yeah, can't. you can't make money doing that. Mm-hmm. I, and so I was like, how many of you know people who make money from music? And famous people, guess what? Are people too? <laughs> And it, it was, they are. It was yeah, it, they are. They don't just exist in magazines, right? And now with YouTube and everything like that, yeah. you can make money without being famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that kind of famous, like mm-hmm. that kind of famous. Mm-hmm. I just heard an echo. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was interesting. It's fascinating. Must be the <laughs> other side speaking back. Oh, so anyway, um, so yeah, that was, so that was a really interesting interesting experience and kind of yeah. seeing you know 
the difference between when we talk to kids and getting them to shift their perspective on things versus talking to people like us from millennials on up Mm -hmm. and trying to get them to shift their thinking on what it takes to be successful because they all walked out saying yes i get to be this i get to do this yeah you know and it was interesting because i felt like some kids they um they're like a little bit timid on saying what they wanted to do and then others were just outright you know like ryan he's like i'm gonna be an actor i'm gonna right perform another guy was i want to play basketball yeah you know and 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 what's interesting when we follow the threads, I said, why do you want to you know, play basketball? I want mm-hmm. to make money. I want to make money. I want to buy nice cars and nice buildings. And, you know, normally um, when we're adults and people start saying that, says, oh, you're so materialistic, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But what did we do? We took him down a path. Is okay, let's say you keep making money. Yeah. You buy all these cars. Your garage is full. Your yeah. house is full. You don't want to be a hoarder. So you can only buy so much. Yeah. What are you going to do with the money next? Uh-huh. And we kept following this trail mm-hmm. until we got to the point where he basically said, I'm going to give back to my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the the girl next to him said, mm-hmm. yes, that's it right there. I mean, she pointed it out. Yeah. It's like, that, there you go. And it was fascinating because the, the kids got, they're so fast, yeah, you know? They're so, and I can't believe, I mean, I want to say like at, during eighth grade, like I was smart, but I mean, that turned on that early. It's like, that's really impressive. Yeah, it was, um, it was amazing. And I think it's a lot to do with technology and, oh. you know, and how fast Informa- how fast, how quickly information gets to everybody these mm-hmm. days. I mean, we, you know, I still remember talking about going to the library to do research. It was like a whole day ordeal. Oh, yeah. You know, I had to take, you know, I had to get ready. And then mom would take us to the library, which is like a 15, 20 minute drive. We mm-hmm. get there, dropped off. We had to go research, which takes another hour, hour and a half. We get the books that we want. It's not enough. Go research some more. Three hours later, mom comes back. Are you done yet? No. So she hangs around and we do some more research and then we're done. And at that time, she goes, okay, well, maybe it's time to eat. Then we go eat. So we're not even using the information yet. After we go home, you know, as kids, it's like, I don't want to work right now. And then, so it's this massive ordeal. These days, you go on Google, you find the right platforms, not Mm -hmm. Wikipedia, but you find the right (laughs) platforms for doing research and it could take minutes, Mm -hmm. seconds sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on how good you are at Google Foo. I've never Google. heard that before. Really? Google no. Foo is the art of um, effective searching. Really? Yeah, there is a very specific methodology approach to get to efficiently use Google. I've seen infographics, but I didn't know the term existed. That's really interesting. Google Foo. So, but it's cool, though, because they all walked out with, I said, here's one thing I want you guys to make sure you take away. If there's one thing you take away, and there's two things you take away, I just kept them giving something so they can set the intentions. Mm-hmm. Of what they want to do and what they want to get out of career day, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I found it fascinating that um, you. I mean, this is like what, like almost the last few days of their schooling before they get on summer break, mm-hmm. and so maybe they're going to spend their entire summer break dwelling on thinking about what's possible genius. for them. Yeah. Their genius. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so sad though. And I said, you know, raise your hand if you feel like you have a genius in you. And I know. And like one hand raised, I two know. hands. And sometimes, and one class, there was no hands raised up. Yeah. They were afraid to raise their hands. I said, okay, every one of your hands should be raised up because yeah. every single one of you have a unique genius within you. I really like that you said that because, I mean, they probably have never or don't, he- or, or don't hear that enough in their lives. Like yeah. that was probably really something that struck with them. Right. So I think a lot of them had some really cool, you know, better intentions set- leaving that Oh. That that session yeah. for career day because mm-hmm. a lot of them like career day. I remember when I went to career day, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I don't know what I want. I don't want to pay attention. This is boring. I don't even remember my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Not paying attention. <laughs> so speaking of intention, our guest today is a as uh, another member of the United Intentions mm-hmm. Foundation. We had Tim Ray a few weeks back. And uh, we have another individual who has a completely different perspective and a different voice and probably looks a lot cuter and prettier <laughs> than Tim Ray. Um, longer hair. <laughs> longer hair. Uh, Jennifer Kramer. So, you know, it was interesting because I met Tim through through Jennifer and Jennifer was introduced me introduced to me through another uh, mutual friend of ours. And, you know, she has a background in education and athletic administration. So and fundraising oh, wow. and marketing and nonprofit development, website wow. and public speaking. It, it, she's a like a Swiss army knife of <laughs> awesomeness, basically. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, she can absolutely appreciate kind of our experience over at the Herald Career Day thing. But, you know, but, we're, we're going to we're going to uh, have her on the show today to talk about one, of course, her money story. Like everybody has to everybody. Nobody can get on the show unless they're willing to talk about their money story mm-hmm. and to talk about, you know, our. Our topic today is how to think and grow, not how to think and grow rich, but how to think and grow anything you want, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the crux behind the United Intention Foundations, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, welcome to the show, Jennifer. Are you there? I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> it's good to finally get you on the show. Um, you know, I'm very excited. Yeah, because you know, normally we have you on the kind of in the background. I think when I was on you guys' show, I saw you kind of come in and out, and so I'm really excited to finally have a conversation with you. <laughs> oh, it's so great, and it's so crazy about you when you guys were talking about at the career day. You asked the kids like, "What's their genius?" And in mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. I probably one of the forms that you signed for to be on our show, our radio form, is the question I ask is, "What do you consider your genius?" Huh. Yeah. Did I answer so, that? I don't remember. I, I'll have to look. I, I'm hearing you say, I'm like, I wonder if he answered that question. I, I wonder what your answer was. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at it. My see. genius is helping people identify their genius. <laughs> but I know I think Seriously. it's a great question. And like one question I always, whenever I work or train adults or anything, I always ask them, what What do you want your legacy to be? Wow. And really yeah. sh- with that question because I'm like you know everyone has a vision purpose and mission in life but you know want your legacy to be and they're like I have no idea I know yeah get back because it's something you should think about on a daily basis like what do you want your legacy to be no totally I mean I always I always ask them more so a lot of people get asked I mean a lot of people in the entrepreneurship industry who are into personal development they get asked that quite often and so I always Mm -hmm. like to spin it a little bit and says how many people do you want to show up at your funeral which is much more yeah. and people go wait what do you mean it's like you know i don't care i'm dead it's like no yeah. but if you think about it some of the most influential people in the planet, yeah. the planet have people show have up people. and they don't even know who they are never met them in their life and they still mm-hmm. showed up that's this is true Think about that, right? When the Pope passes away, when Michael Jackson passed away. I mean, you know, all those different people who have made an impact or some created some kind of a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. That's actually one of the questions that that the the words that I look for when I'm uh, doing when I'm doing a enrollment conversation with a potential coaching client. I keep listening and listening what they use the word impact, if they use the word legacy, because if they know if they never they don't use it once in the entire conversation. Uh, may not be a good fit. <laughs> so, Jennifer, since you're on the show, let's start. Let's start off and get the money story piece out of the way. What is your money story? On because this is a stop money anxiety now, so we talk about money stories. <laughs> well, I, I guess what I've always, from what I can remember, I've always been taught to be a saver, to mm-hmm. save. And, you know, I didn't grow up in the most affluent family. You know, my dad worked for, and they're both in corporate jobs. My dad was like AT&T for like 40 years. My Mm -hmm. mom was insurance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a little sister. She's about two and a half, three years younger than me. And, um, you know, we just, we had everything that we wanted, but we didn't ever live beyond our means. You know, my mom, you know, very health conscious and we didn't eat a lot of processed foods. We didn't watch a lot of and you know we were always just told to go outside and play and that's what we did and you know everything about money is we need to save the money so when you earn your money then you put this away for savings and then you donate some Mm -hmm. back to whether it's church or something that you truly believe in Mm -hmm. and then you you're spending money you know and you have your bill money and then you have like your fun money so I was taught from a very early age but the the biggest thing is to be a saver and I think Hmm. in adult life, I carried that out because I have a lot of investments. I mm-hmm. really invested my money very well, mm-hmm. you know, it's an IRAs, 401ks and real estate. Yeah. I, I cool. was one thing that always stuck with me mm-hmm. was just Interesting. To save money. So nice. I don't know. If- I, I guess that's a money story, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, you know, there there is a nice, unique balance when it comes to prosperity, abundance, and creating success, depending on what it is that we want to do, where that plays a role, you know. And depending on the size of the what we call the container of that, that story and what it creates in your life. Um, I, we, you know, I came from a household of savers, but for some reason, I it was, the way it was taught to me just wasn't didn't sound quite as nurturing as yours <laughs> so so much so that I rebel it's like I don't want to save I don't need to save that's what my parents did I don't want to do what my parents did <laughs> so it was it's that's fascinating and so do you feel that the money story that you have is contributing to where you want to go where you want to be I mean in other words from a financial standpoint do you feel that you know um, you would like things to be better or do you think things are just absolutely perfect the way they are currently in your life? Oh, no, I think everything, 
everything's always a work in progress and there's always room for improvement. And mm-hmm. I learn new things every day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love to learn. That, yeah. That's one of these things is learn about anything and everything that's new. And I'm always open to learning something new and, you know, and teaching my daughter cause I have a 10 year old daughter and, uh-huh. and teach same type of things. And uh, I'm very mindful in how I, I want her to own her choices. So, you know, right. she earns allowance and she makes a choice to, you know, to spend on, you know, whatever she would like to, or makes a choice to, you know, I have her own her choices. And that, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. me is it so she can, um, feel empowered as, you know, even a 10 year old can. And, and it, she actually values a lot. Like when she saves a lot of money, she has it in this little Barbie doll bank that tells oh, her how much she saved. Uh, and it's really cute. And it's like her friends come over and they hear that, like, she'll put her money in it and they hear how much it is. And they're like, Oh my goodness, you have this much. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but I also have all this fun money over here in this one. Right. And you know, it's, it's, it's just, I guess I'm, I always try to lead by example. Uh-huh. Now, have I slipped up a lot of times in my life? Yes. And live beyond my means. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Explore but, your boundaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. of course. You know, and you know, everyone has, I believe everyone has, you know, moments of impulsivity and you know, you, you want something or want to go on a nice vacation or uh-huh. do something. I love to travel, so Good. that's probably where I spend a majority of my life. I absolutely love mm. travel. Right. And learn about different cultures. Ah. So. And, and, you know, and because of what you're involved in, I mean, obviously, if you were to generate more revenue, that would help on a variety of different levels, too, right? To help you do more of what you want to do with, you know, nonprofit stuff and obviously more travel, right? <laughs> uh, definitely, because, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we, you know, we live, breathe, and die by donations. And, uh-huh. Um, it's it's very important for us to, you know, in order to carry out our mission and, and empower children all over the world mm-hmm. um, to, to kind of teach them that they have the ability to create, you know, the reality around them that, um, you know, we have the funds to do that. So, yes, it's uh, maybe that is why I'm involved with nonprofits, because even the school I was an administrator in mm-hmm. for seven years was a nonprofit school. So oh, wow. I don't know. that's why. Hmm. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why, huh? going to a yeah. nonprofit. You know, it's interesting yeah. because I just had a conversation about saving this morning when I was at the gym with my workout buddy. And it was interesting because he had a little aha moment talking to his insurance agent the other day. And he was like, oh my God. Um, he goes, I have a question about this story that I have. I said, it's a, and what's the story? It's a story about saving, but it's a story about the only way for me to become a millionaire or become successful and rich is if I save enough money. And I said, oh, that's interesting. So if he's not saving, then he's not on his way to be successful, which is kind right. of a, a fascinating mm. thing. And, you know, I mean, who seriously, though, who doesn't want to be a millionaire? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, now people can say, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm good with half a million a year or a quarter million a year, whatever the case may be. But I mean, if they had the option to. If they had the option to become a, either a millionaire or a quarter millionaire, what would you choose? And so that was a really interesting. It's like today was the story. The theme of the day was about saving because on another client, we just found out was doing, we were doing some, um, some work together and we we're looking at some of the assets and she had no idea that in savings that she's put together, she was, she goes, Oh, on papers. It's actually, no, if you liquidate everything today, you would be, you would have a million dollars. She's a millionaire and she wasn't, didn't even realize she was a millionaire. There's <laughs> like accidental millionaires. Like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> But that's what most millionaires are. They become, they're accidental. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's, I think it's a fascinating thing. And it's something that needs to be taught to, to understand that you can be a passive, like I say, a saving, you know, saving to be a millionaire or mm-hmm. to a multi, multiple six-figure earner, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Or you could, and, and, and it can be an active one. So I think what um, my workout buddy was, was dealing with, with the, was the, the, the the old school you know have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. save, <laughs> save save yeah save 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 and that's the only way but if you don't yeah. save then you can't be successful yeah. because nobody else in his family has been able to prove that oh uh when i i can actively be a millionaire like mm-hmm. make active income to be a millionaire mm-hmm. you know so that's, well, then you, you can do the flip side of that too like mm-hmm. if you don't risk things and take a if you're always in that like hoarding saving mode then if you don't take a risk on something then you might not have a a larger return right or or even just allow money to flow like it's supposed to right Mm -hmm. you know money's energy and what it needs to flow so even when you flow it into like a 401k 401k doesn't just sit there either right 
I mean, mm-hmm. there are still people today that literally, <laughs> what I did for a couple months actually, literally put money in your mattress. Actually, I put it in my bag. <laughs> yeah, for the last three months. When was, when was Icon? It was, uh, was four months. April? April? Two, months? Three, two, three months ago. And I said, oh, I got to go to the bank. And I had $10,000 I was just carrying around with me every single day. But you still have you. No, I finally put okay. it in the bank. But <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I put it back yesterday. But, but for a while, I was just kind of holding it there. And it wasn't doing anything for anybody. It was doing anything any good. And that was kind of like, and the minute I put it in direction, put it to some use, mm-hmm. um, things shifted you could feel there was a shift in the energy around the work the business and everything like that just from that little pile of that little pile of cash i was carrying around with me oh, all day wait so did you deposit it with the intention of wanting to shift it or did it just so happen i needed that? to give it something to do oh <laughs> otherwise it's sitting man it does nothing when literally it's sitting in my sitting. bag yeah, yeah. it was literally sitting and doing nothing <laughs> so i i think jennifer when when you actually you're not, when you save money, you're not actually literally just saving and putting someplace where it doesn't do anything. It's actually performing a function wherever you put the money, right? Right, and I earmark it for things. Like I have a fun, I guess my intention when I save the money, I want my loved ones to be taken care of. So I right. have like a fund for my daughter, a college fund. I have her wedding, car, house mm-hmm. fund. I right. have a fund for my nephew for his schooling and my sister. I have one for my parents. So I've earmarked it all for mm-hmm. specific things. Wow. So yes. Yeah. something and was this system something that you learned from your parents or was it something that you just developed through the years knowing that you wanted to um earmark i it's family's very big for me mm-hmm. and my parents spent a lot of years taking care of me and my sister and my goal was to always make sure my parents were taken care of and my sister was taken care of mm-hmm. so that was a that was a very big deal for me and um it, it was very important for me to do yeah. that you know, because I think that is this is actually a really good topic because a lot of people struggle with 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 that piece. You know, I know entrepreneur most entrepreneurs actually get really good, um, me include, like at making money, mm-hmm. and that was like the most n- number one thing. Mm-hmm. So wealth generation tends to be a priority for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think uh, an underutilized skill set is the wealth preservation piece. Mm-hmm. It's like you're making money. So what what are some of the things that you that you found that has helped you consistently stay on the path of making sure that you allocate money in a specific way? Because what you're doing is very similar to what we talk about in our prosperity breakthrough program, which is giving money a direction, mm-hmm. giving money a purpose. No, every single dollar has a purpose, so it doesn't just sit there and not do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm extremely uh, a type A personality. Oh, <laughs> so nice. <I'm> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> so that definitely, my executive function skills are off the charts. Um, <laughs> so um, that definitely helps. But, you know, I guess, I honestly, I guess my mom and my dad taught me when I was younger how to separate things. And, huh. you know, when I, you know, generate revenue each month or, or every, however often it is, then I always look at, the big picture. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so my daughter's college fund is okay. I'm going to let that, I'll play with the market on that one this month. Mm-hmm. And then, and I'll, I'll look at it that way, but I allocate it based on the needs, but I always have to make sure, you know, that because there were times when I was, I would flip it. I would save too much and not save enough for myself ongoing, mm-hmm. not having fluid. And I was like, I can't do that. I right. have to be smart about it because I have to make sure. And I guess I work off what if situations because that was one thing my mom always taught me is uh-huh. that really the only person you can depend on is is yourself. So you always need to prepare for all the what if situations in life because there's going to be a million of them. Right. So, and and has just, has there ever yeah. been a circumstance that when that preparation for the what if kind of uh, you felt was a little bit gotten in the way of a f- certain things that you wanted to do? Has that ever? Yes, the traveling part. Yeah. Oh, the traveling part. Mm. <laughs> Because right. um, I have I have family all over the world. Like my family's from Malta, um, which is oh, a small Mediterranean, cool. and then I have family. In, um, my cousin lives in Dubai, and nice. I'm, I'm technically from Canada. Um, but okay. yeah, no, I love to travel all over the world. Like I want to go to Egypt, and because I was a history teacher, and oh, cool. and and I find myself having to save more for that rather than just so. Yeah, I'm just, I'm changing my mindset a little bit on it. I'm yeah. trying to. I realized that my focus was more on taking care of other people rather than worrying about myself, which is something selfish. I view it as I have to take care of myself because if no one takes care of me, I mean, I'm the only person who can take care of me. Right. So. Right. 
You, you know, and and there's a there's a couple there's a there's a lot of layers in what you just said. There is kind of interesting, is <laughs> which is quite, which is really cool, um, and you know because I I grew up in a household where um, you know we were kind of having my dad kind of instilled the same mindset that you know um, if you can learn how to do it yourself then do it yourself don't rely on anybody else so we never outsourced we never paid for a service you know and as a result I I know how to do random things like. Oh, know, me too. Lay hardwood like, floors or fix plumbing. Yeah, or cars I can change. Like build, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I could I could tear down an engine and rebuild it again. <laughs> you, know, it's like, yeah. you know, I could do arc welding because I have an arc <laughs> welding. I have an arc welding machine because I got it. It's like, oh, this is cool. I want to learn this. And I learned it. And I actually make some really beautiful weldings before. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, but you know, but it's exhausting though. Don't you think, Jennifer? I mean, Having to think that you have to get be good at everything, learn how to do everything, isn't that doesn't that sometimes feel a little bit exhausting? Yes, and I, I've grown to see that probably within the past like three or four years is that I was always worrying so much about everybody and everything else and doing everything myself that I just never like it's like you don't give yourself a break. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you kinda need one. Right. Well I found it interesting well, that you guys are bringing this up about um, you know, about um, having to do do everything because you know you both seem like you want to do things and you can do things but it goes back to the genius part right and so instead of exerting energy in a lot of these other ways and just focusing it on one genius and so do you like do you feel like that was something that you were able to focus on while you uh, kind of went through this realization of you know like taking care of other people and doing things for yourself yeah, I do think so. It was like it was actually ended up getting uh, very sick. I had like three surgeries in two oh, wow. months, wow. and I I had to make like some really hard life decisions. And yeah. um, actually, how I came here to United Intentions, Tim was a former wrestling coach of mine uh-huh. and a parent at my school, and I retired from that school. And you know, because I wanted to do more things for my daughter, I realized that you know she lived at my school and. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just be there for her and Tim, you know, him and I met for lunch and he's like, Hey, just, why don't you help me run this company? I was like, sure. <laughs> I and, and, you know, I have experience and we've just really, it's really developed in the past two and a half years to do some really, really awesome things. Like T- Tim's a great leader and, you know, his mission and, um, for what he wants to do. And now with the education program is just really, really progressed mm-hmm. us. So. Yeah. And oh, I forgot to remind our audience, if you're listening, if you're joining us live on Spreaker.com, uh, and if you are listening and you don't know where that is, just go to Spreaker.com where you can get the mobile app. We're actually live, so you can actually jump on the chat if you have any questions at all. And this is a very important topic because if you're not doing any kind of saving right now at all, have nothing, putting nothing away, and you are an entrepreneur, you're just, just anybody. Make sure you uh, chime in and ask questions because we're obviously talking to someone who has got a system down to help save on a variety of different levels. And, you know, and, you know what's cool about you know, the, the people that we have in here, I love the fact that we can share things and be vulnerable and be open because you know, people, people have this weird thing about expecting experts to be perfect. Mm. Do you ever oh get goodness. that, Jennifer? <laughs> no one's perfect. Everyone's a work in progress. Right. All the time. And, you know, and, and, you know, I talk to a lot of coaches who are, um, you know, who worry about whether or not they know enough, whether or not they're good enough to coach people. And I tell people all the time, it's actually much easier if, only, if you're only a couple steps ahead than what you've gone through and being able to solve is fresher in your head than someone who's like miles ahead in their journey and being able to reach back and say, here, let me help you. Right. It's a great point. Right. <laughs> so you know, and, and and there's ways to do, but there's strategies are to to, to to both ways to doing it. But you know, this this saving thing is so important. I mean, I was just talking to our marketing guy Chris uh, last night, and he, we were just talking about how how important it was to um, you know save to teach people better saving tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's yeah, it's an interesting thing. So what did you find out, Jennifer, when you? I know, okay, what, what, what would be your unique genius? If you didn't have to do everything, you know, like right now I have someone that cleans my house, I have someone that does my laundry, so that way I said, you know, I can do it, I can, and I'm actually pretty good at it, but do I want to keep doing it? Um, what, is, what, what, is the, what are some of the geniuses that you found that, that, that would be, you'd be better off putting your time and energy in that and having other people do other things that, that you, you know, may not be as good at? 
so like what do you mean like, like in 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 the area of work or even in the area of home you know as just because like you said i mean you were doing everything you're taking care of people and you're you know because you, you're good at a variety of different things and being mm-hmm. type a i mean that's almost you can't help yourself it's like you know this oh is yeah i, I, I do. list every single day and my list start at like 5 a.m and i just chop through my list every single day <laughs> <laughs> right so um if you were to choose one thing uh one skill set that you absolutely love to do that you would never give up for anybody else to do what would that be um i would say like i love developing relationships with people and connecting people Mm -hmm. Um, because when i i love learning about someone's story and their why and Mm -hmm. where they come from Mm -hmm. um very intentional listener i love i'm a very good listener Mm -hmm. and um i i found that sometimes because I'm trying to multitask too much, mm-hmm. that part of me would suffer, and I didn't feel like I was being authentic to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's one of my greatest geniuses or qualities, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is that I really listen to people, and I really intentionally listen, and I want to find a way to... I, I, the, way, the two things that I try to instill in people and tell every, almost every person I meet is live a grateful life and always lead with kindness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you're grateful for, then it gives you a different perspective and you can focus on what truly matters rather than what's on the other side, you yeah. know, on the, green, the greener and then always lead with kindness. If you lead with kindness and love, then that, you know, you're, you, it could spread to anyone. Now, right. is it always happen? No, you know, we're all human, right. but those are two things that I try to do. And yeah, that, that was me trying to do everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing that suffered for me because yeah. I love to see, I love to like be the person like, because, you know, I'm a former teacher, too. Right. So I have kids come back to me and, like, they're so successful in, you know, what mm-hmm. they're doing. And uh-huh. it's, like, love to know that I was a part of that. When they come back and thank me for it, I don't necessarily need to thank you. But I love to to see them flourish and be happy and mm-hmm. you know, do well in life. Right. And I love that. So Yeah. So... Did I answer it okay? I wasn't really <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> there, there are no... Wrong answers <laughs> yeah, on this show ever. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's that's. Um, how did you come? How did you come to that? Were you always that way, or did this was this uh, again part of your journey as well? I think everyone. I I think I've always been a really good listener. All my friends used to always come to me, and they would mm-hmm. talk to me about everything. And I think that was part of me being a teacher. I started teaching really, really young. I started teaching at nineteen. Wow. And. Um, and so coaching five years ago no 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 i was there for actually 17 years so oh. um but no I, and i i just love people and i love like i said seeing where they come from because you know i've had some things happen to me in my life and um i, I don't know i everyone has a story and i don't like uh, i'm very mindful of never to be judgmental mm-hmm. because it's it's just not it's not fair and it's not my place ever to judge anyone. So that's why I think I listen so intently to people because I, I read body language very well right. with people. You oh, can okay. definitely tell where they're coming from. And so, so what's to, my body doing right now? Yeah. I read everything about them, how they're saying it, you know, their mannerisms, everything. Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. and then I'm able to, you know, mindfully respond. I'm just very, my, my mom's always said that. She's like, she's all, you know, you've always been a really good listener. Uh-huh. 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 Your genius is being present, like very present in the moment. Patient. Patient is probably one of my greatest virtues. Wow. I'm very patient with people. Mm. You know, it's, um, yeah, that's a, you know, I have so many things I want to say. I just don't even know where, 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 where to begin. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, you know, it's one of those things where I, the judgment piece, that's what I wanted to say. Something. It's, it's, that's a really interesting thing that you bring that up because uh, what we found um, in, in the work that we do is, you know, have you found that when people judge, it actually gets in the way from their, it gets in the way of their curiosity and their ability to kind of learn more about the person in front of them? Of course. Right? Yeah. It's like a stopping block. You know, mm-hmm. so for those of you out there who like to judge people, whether it be for a living or not, you know, mm-hmm. know that you're probably missing a big piece of that individual that's sitting in front of you right now. 
And it's funny because uh, the last week I had met um, a friend of a friend, and you know he he was really quiet, really you know kind of timid, uh-huh. kept himself, and I just thought. I mean, I mean, to be really honest, I just judged that, oh, you know, he's probably, like, I just have no interest in talking to him right now, or there just, like, wasn't any instance for any conversation to happen, and it wasn't taking initiative. But lo and behold, you know, I was just asking questions later about, like, oh, like, where are you from? You know, like, what do you do? And then it turns out that he's actually heavily involved with cryptocurrency. And it had been a topic that's been on the forefront of my mind, and we just had this hour-long conversation. At the end, I was like, wow, I should really be careful about Judging, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like my homeless guy story. If I Mm -hmm. sat there and judged before getting a a conversation about quantum theory and physics, Mm -hmm. I would never have had that conversation with him. He actually (laughs) taught me a lot of stuff. This homeless guy. But... uh, but yeah, so th- there's so many cool gemstones, and every time you start, you open your mouth and say something, Jennifer. I don't even know where to begin. Sometimes it's like uh, <laughs> judgment. Yeah, let's talk about that one. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't control, I mean, what I've learned is that I've been judged for me. I'm very tall. I'm like five eleven, six foot, and I wear four inch heels wherever I go. Nice, you're yeah. Okay. Before I, you know, but I, I've been judged my whole life, whether it's how I look, how I talk, anything, and it just it gets to a point I can't control anything anyone what they think or feel or do about me so I just have to you know be true to who I am right. and always make sure that I give someone the opportunity you know right. and never look at them you know by you know if they're covered in tattoos or they have pink hair that means absolutely nothing right. it's unless it you're pink means, then that's your brand yeah then it means everything uh, I'm, <laughs> and it's interesting because like I come from like a family uh-huh. um there's specific people in my family who are very judgmental huh. um, about everything. It's always about how the community or the people around us perceive us. Mm. So I come from a, but I've always had the very opposite view from a younger standpoint in it. Right. And it's, so it's that's why you rebelled. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hit too much of a rebellion stage. <laughs> I was so, an athlete. So I, I put all my time. What did you play? Energy. Volleyball or basketball? Which one? Which one? Which one? Both. Yes. <laughs> volleyball is my thing, so yeah. I love beach volleyball. That's my favorite. Oh yeah? Do you still play? Yeah, sometimes. Whenever right. I go to the beach, and when I used you, to coach. When you come too. out to visit, we'll go play because that's what I play. That's my sport. Beach yeah, volleyball. I think I'm always talking about that. Yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll keep too. score on the side. I'm only five two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could compete. With so you your know. husband like six five? Did you have? I mean, was that something that you had to kind of like look for? <laughs> uh, yeah, he my former one he was about six one yes mm-hmm. okay wow. so but but with your heels you were still you ended up taller than him then four inch yes. heels mm-hmm. yeah and tim's tim's i don't even know how tall is tim is uh maybe five eight uh-huh so yeah so, <laughs> you're like gulliver's travels right nine, it's like <laughs> five nine yeah no he always everywhere and my mom is only five five Wow. Well, my dad's six one. Okay, so um, you got it from daddy's so, side. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely got it from his side. But my I mom's. Love, cool. I love that you wear heels. I think that's really amazing. I think it's cool. You know, you don't you don't realize that there's something there's something uh, mildly arousing about you know being around people that are tall, women that are taller than you, thinking mm-hmm. that everybody else is thinking, oh, the guy must be taller. No, it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did runway for about 10, 15 years, and I've of course like you have six. six <laughs> so I, I love heels, absolutely love them. We're gonna have funny. to. We're gonna find pictures out. Do you have any pictures that we can put on the blog? <laughs> 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 I don't know. We had a runway model uh, <laughs> uh, on our show the other day. <laughs> fine. That's amazing. So it sounds like there's you've, you've led quite the fun life so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's okay. more to come. And plus the fact that you like to travel, there's probably a lot more to come. Yeah, but my, my true passion right now is is really um, this education program. Mm-hmm. I, I really like in the in the past year of writing it, um, my, you know, through the foundation, we have our intention process. And, uh-huh. you know, saw, I saw my daughter being bullied and I told Tim, I was like, there's more we can do with this. Like, right. you know, my background's education. Let's let's do an education program. He's like, go for it. And, you know, we all collaborated and uh-huh. and it was and my daughter was the guinea pig and where she was two years ago to where she is today. Uh-huh. Um, dealing with bullies and just being more empowered within herself and 
and seeing the results from her and and how she's in she does competition cheer mm -hmm. and she gets cool. on stage she's on ESPN like three or four times last year you know nice. she gets stage in front of thousands of people and for her to be able to do that to where she was two years ago before she went through this program yeah. she never been able to do it so is the education so, program geared only towards children or is it just for anyone who wants to join yeah because uh jessica is the one to deal one, with her stuff grade one through 12 but our site does the because we have like an intention process uh -huh. this is like level goal setting uh -huh. so our site's based on that but yeah no the the and it can be modified really for anybody it could go into college as a course um but right now it's just for for grades one through 12 but nice. that that it probably in the past year has in writing this took me about four to six months to write um uh -huh. uh, which is not a lot of time for an education um, curriculum that's not coming from a book you know right. i've written social studies i've written spanish curriculum i've written all different kinds but never one that was you know from our head and you know collaborating with tim and from the foundation using principles cool. and we have so yeah this is just i, oh. I it, it's oh. it's so amazing to see kids i'll have to send you what i posted on our instagram one time i was this little girl standing in front of a mirror she has to be like three or four years old uh -huh. and she's telling uh -huh. herself in the mirror like you know i love my house i love my sister i love my curly hair i love this oh I yeah can i think i've seen that one I, oh my god it's, it brings me to tears every time i see it because i want to see all kids do this yeah. like doesn't matter the age and and just knowing from a young age that that they can you know they can create the reality around them and that they, you know, if, like we say, if you can imagine it, you can create it. And that's my passion right now is just, it's just really trying to reach as many kids as we can. And oh, um, man. that's, that's really interesting that we just had that career day yeah. this past uh, Friday. And then now we're talking to you on this show. Right. So the, like I think, I think the question that Jessica really has is, will this work on millennials? <laughs> but seriously. I do think seriously. so. <laughs> I, I really do think so. I mean, it, it, it because the process that we give you can be done. Like I said, gratefulness, kindness, mm -hmm. higher level setting, shifting your perception on how you think about something mm -hmm. speaking yeah. it into existence, you know, making your goal in present tense rather than, you know, cause if you look at yeah. our education system across the country, mm -hmm. you're taught how to write a goal. Mm -hmm. My goal is to do this like a social goal or an academic goal, mm -hmm. but they don't really teach you how to track it, mm -hmm. how to action steps to it, and then how to follow up on it mm -hmm. and put meaning to it. Like we follow a man called Joe Dispenza uh -huh. and he has three principles where it's um, repetition, expectancy, and meaning. Mm -hmm. So if you continue to repeat something, then, you know, it goes to a different part of your brain. Then you put, mm -hmm. you expect it to happen. And then you put meaning to it. Like you, do you ever think about this? Like I want a, like me personally, I want a Dodge Charger. That's going to be my next car. I really want a Challenger, but that's a two door. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that'd be for my daughter. <laughs> so settled on the Charger. But, you know, once I put that in my head, then I started seeing more Chargers driving on the road. Right. And then I started seeing dealerships that sold chargers because I put it in like the forefront of my mind mm -hmm. and I set a present tense goal for it. Yeah, they have a term for that. It's called RAS, Reticulated Activator System or Sequence. You know, it's basically um, there's a part of our brain that basically once it's activated, it starts to mm -hmm. bring it up to the forefront, right? So, yep. yeah. You guys ever had an experience like that where you thought of something? All and then the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, every time I buy a new car, all of a sudden we see every day, uh, there's my car so popular. I didn't think it was that popular, <laughs> you know. Um, no, I think this is really great because especially, you know, like I like to travel myself and a lot of millennials, you know, like one of the biggest things that um, across the board is traveling and a lot of times I hear, oh, but I can't, I have to do this, I can't, I have to, I have to do that. And, you know, even if you, like, even if you ask a lot of, and I don't just mean like millennials, but think back to when you guys were like in your 20s, you know, like being able to ex explicitly lay out goals that can be measurable and attainable. It's just, you know, that kind of mental space isn't so normal. Well, and first of all, you're saying the word can't. Like, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't. So, right. you know, most of us have like, what, 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day, and most of them are negative and repetitive. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly mm -hmm. telling yourself you can't, you can't, you can't, mm -hmm. so now you're telling your subconscious mind that, then basically you're telling yourself you believe that you can't. Right. So it's about flipping that perspective, kind of like what you were saying with the kids at Career Day with the mindset. Right. It's about flipping that perspective on how you perceive the situation. If you set a goal for yourself and you start telling it, oh, I'm so excited, I, I can do this, and you, you kind of 
tell yourself that, then you can come to that point quicker. Right. This is what I've experienced. And what is that's what we teach our kids. So. Yeah, which is why you say if you can imagine it, you can create it. You know, it's like that. That's why we talk about today's show. Think and grow anything you want. And, you know, there's something that um, that that shows up a lot as we get older is that we start to doubt of things about we can ima- that we try to imagine. Because as kids, you know, we know kids, when they imagine something, they don't think that it's impossible. That's not the right. first thought that goes in their mind. Like, I would want that. Oh, that'd be so, wouldn't that be so cool? That da, 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 you know, no matter how out of this world that thought is. Mm-hmm. Then as we get older, we start to poo-poo on our thoughts as soon as it becomes created. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I always, you know, I always say to people, I said, hey, you know, the fact that you're able to think it means it's possible. Mm-hmm. The reality of things is that if it's not real, you wouldn't even, it wouldn't be a thought in your head, right? We don't think about gravity's false, gravity's fake, <laughs> right? We don't even think that. So, I, you know, I love this concept. If you, if you can imagine it, if you can think it, if you can imagine it, you can create it because it would not have been a, come a thought, which is the first, first step in creation. It has to start with a thought. And if it doesn't, if you, can't, if you, haven't, if you don't even have a thought of it, then the, yeah, then the fact that you have that thought means that you can. You just have to find the right sequence for it, right? Well, think about this too. So when, you know, as we're kids for Mm -hmm. our parents, you know, I know you have, you have a daughter, right? Right. So for the first two or three years of your life, you're telling her to get up and go explore, get up, get up, get up, you're teaching them to walk and go explore new things. But then after age like three or four, you're telling them to sit down Mm -hmm. and not. It's like you're suppressing that imagination. And that's what education does. It's like what society does is you're then you tell them to sit down and behave. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you tell them for the first part. Of it, so then it's almost like a mixed message. It's yeah. like that. Uh, someone had told me that at one point and I was like, you know, really? And that has to do with imagination. Yeah. Like, you're telling them sit down and behave. Sit yeah. down and be sit down and do this. So <laughs> after age three or four, you're being told to sit down m- many more times than you are being told to stand up. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, and that that immediately starts to create this ongoing set of discord as we continue to grow up and conflict and you know parts within ourselves like uh, part of me wants this and part of me wants that you know versus just like I want to do this and this is what I'm going to do I want to do this and this is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. you know and and you know here's the thing is like it's not because parents are intentionally wanting to do that Mm-mm. they have no idea mm-hmm. I mean they yep. have no idea the the ramifications the impact that they will they make from simple things such as you know, um, just to shut them down. You know? Well, it's limiting beliefs and it's like being a growth mindset and fixed mindset. Mm. And you know, as, as parents and society and you can't help it. You're always, you know, y- your beliefs are your beliefs. And then, you know, you, you do your best as a parent not to instill them on your kids, but they're going to pick up on some of your beliefs. So that's what we do a lot in our program is we teach them to develop their own beliefs. Like, right. you know, cause we go through like a whole chart where we're like, what are your mother's values? What are your father's values? What are your brothers and sisters? Now, what are yours? Right. And, you know, it really makes them think. Yeah. And one of, one of the um, one of the things I do with um, like teachers and stuff like that is I ask them a question repetitively, mm-hmm. like, what's your purpose or what's your vision? Mm-hmm. And I ask it to them, and I have them repeat it for a minute straight. And anyone can spit out their vision in one or two sentences. But when you're asked the same question for a minute, you have to dig deep within yourself to be able to come up with all this. Because it has to be a different answer every time. Yeah. And everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, my God, is the minute up yet? I'm like, nope, it's been like 20 seconds. Right. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, my God. And, and it's hard because you don't, you know, on a daily basis, you don't have to do that. Yeah, this is That's a... This is the the reason why it's so powerful because you're tapping into what that unconscious information that's been sitting there that's not in the conscious mind. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a when we do um, value licitation for our our clients and our students, it's it's very it's it's almost the exact same process. We ask the same question over and over again, and they have to keep spitting out answers until they're completely empty. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? So yeah, no, it Back. totally works. It really- <laughs> that's amazing. So so. We, we only have a few minutes left. So what I want to do is um, if there's one thing. Okay, so a couple, we, we touched on so many different things, which is amazing today. Uh, one of the big things that uh, some of our audience members will be listening for is like, you know, what are, what are, what are 
some key points that they need to take into consideration if they're not saving money like you are? What are some simple steps they can do right away to kind of like be able to start in, in implementing a savings system, a strategy that will have them consistently being able to saving money? I would say, okay, so there's some really cool, like what I found, these really cool, like internet online um, uh-huh. banks uh-huh. and start with five bucks, like literally just allocate five dollars and just, and not go to Starbucks one day and put five bucks in oh, or the latte effect. Yeah. So yeah. And which most people do, but just really look at and write one thing that made me kind of see what I was doing when I got off track uh-huh. is I would what I do daily. So I would journal it. Okay, yeah. I went and I here. And then I spent my money here and I'd be like, "Oh my goodness, I am spending money like ridiculously that I don't need to be. <laughs> so where can I put this money to for better use?" Right. Because it's going to be more beneficial and serve me. Yeah. So I would say journal it. Journal it and then start like a little savings account. You could do an online one. Uh-huh. Um, you could just with your bank or whatever it's high high yield one that you know yields a lot of interest or something but yeah five bucks just start that start with that and journal it that would be journaling is probably the easiest thing because then you become more aware yeah five buck journaling i think we'll call that we'll call that we'll call that practice five buck journaling okay cool so awesome with that and um and yeah and tell us more about this program for so obviously some people are going to listen to this and listen they're going to start thinking about their kids and how their kids can participate in this program that you guys have put together so what what are some of the ways that they can can anybody get involved with this program uh, or is it they have to be local no we're currently in home schools um, private schools, um, a few public schools have been interested. It's a little harder to get in public schools at this sure. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's about 90 schools out in California, actually in the Oakland area. Wow. And there, I've had lots of people who actually listen to our radio show who have contacted me uh-huh. via the radio to get our program out in California because California is nice. the only state that allocates, um, mandates funding for SEL curriculum, which is social emotional learning, which is what we are. Wow. So yes, all you got to do is go our, the direct site for the education program is uieducation.org uh-huh. or you can just go to unitedintentions.org either okay. way. And we'll put both links on the comments after the show is done. So that way people, if they want to reach out, they can, and they can actually take advantage of not take advantage, but just kind of learn more about what they can potentially do, especially for people who are big into homeschooling and everything. This is probably mm-hmm. a great thing to incorporate mm-hmm. into their um, home curriculum. Yeah. It's definitely much easier with homeschool private because it's very fluid and and the way I designed it and wrote it and how we want it to be is that everyone is so unique in their own right. Mm-hmm. Like going to bring their own thing to the table. Right. Like I'm not, you know, I, I did public school for a little bit and they gave me my box for the year and this is your <laughs> box. Stay in your little box. Well, I don't <laughs> do a box. You know, this is a framework and everyone has something. I'm too tall to sit in this box. I can't be in this box. <laughs> So that's how I want it is I want everyone to put their own, you know, uniqueness right. to it. Right. So that's so cool. So so what's next for you? I mean, as I mean, you're obviously going to continue working on this 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 program. Right. I mean, you have so many things that you can do because of your background. My big thing is I'm also actually a lobbyist in the state of Georgia and Florida. Wow. And and my goal, I got to go up to the National Educator Summit in D.C. and meet with um, educate in the mentorship summit and got to meet all these awesome people. And, um, because Melania, her thing, the next four years is SEL curriculum mm-hmm. and anti-bullying. So wow. my next step, of course, with this imaginative program is to get it in as many hands and with it and just empower as many kids as we can. But then on a legislative level, go and really switch the paradigm of education. And, and this is the kind of stuff that kids need. They need to learn about themselves and Mm -hmm. really understand that, you know, you don't have to depend on everyone around you, that you can truly depend on yourself and, you know, start instead of having negative self-talk, which Mm -hmm. a lot of kids do is having more positive self-talk and, and, you know, empowering yourself and owning your choices. Wow. It's really big. So, I want to do it on a legislative level. Nice. So, wow. Me <laughs> well, and if you do it on that level, you can actually start. I mean, I think what what you could probably start doing, incorporating travel as part of your your mission to bring that. And because I think not just the United States needs that kind of like impact or that kind of influence. Mm-hmm. I think kids all over the all over the planet could probably use mm-hmm. some of that SEL mm-hmm. stuff, right? So yeah, I think every kid should. Yes. 
and and parents too we have a whole parent section to teach parents and you know because a lot i think you and i talked about this that's like huge yeah <laughs> like don't ask your child how was your day at school like you're gonna yeah, get a right. good answer yeah. and so i just like mindful questions to ask your kids you know and and really get to know your kids because a lot of you know of us are um too busy in our technology to to really get to know do you have a list of that somewhere? Yeah. The, the the basic, the like fundamental basic questions that you should of how what you yeah, should ask. Yeah, exactly. The program. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have a whole parent section. Jennifer, mm-hmm. do you do yoga or meditate at all? Yes, both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did I know? So <laughs> <laughs> like, the reason why she has and oh and did you guys catch this? Uh, she she used she's a Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. I used to teach Spanish. Yes. Entonces podemos hablar don't, en español. Don't. <laughs> fluently now i'm actually relearning it back again because i want to be more fluent with it i can read it much better than i can speak it now right because jess and i we, we both speak spanish so we could do the entire we could have done an entire spanish. show in spanish <laughs> i have to bring jesse in for that one He's very- <laughs> <laughs> hola mundo hoy tenemos jennifer kramer <laughs> <laughs> Give me the next show. That'll be my. <laughs> <laughs> the next show will be completely in español. <laughs> we'll televise it right after Telemundo <laughs> Univision. <laughs> I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll actually position it before Sabado Gigante, so that way people can. Pay- <laughs> no, anyway, oh <laughs> I'm going off the rocker now. Okay, cool. So, so okay, so if people, okay, so you have a gift for the listeners if they want to. Uh, you know, now that you've had a chance to kind of go through, you actually had a variety of things to choose from. We talked about it. So mm-hmm. now you can take a pick. What would you like to, um, for those who listen to this both, you know, in live or maybe even after, um, they can reach out to you to get something that, get a gift, right? And Jesse kind of jumped on and said there was a couple other things too. But what oh. what was it that, what is it that you would like to offer? Well, it's almost like mindfulness life coaching type things. Ooh. Kind of go through what we've incorporated in our um, education program and, and through our foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mindfulness life skills. We could do, I could offer some free coaching with that. We do have a couple other people who are involved with United Intentions mm-hmm. who do love and relationship advice. So I can offer that as well. Wow. So base, so coaching on a variety of levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you're offering is are, are free coaching sessions on either Whatever. love or life yeah. Yeah. through the mm-hmm. United Intentions uh, foundation. Yes. Yes, nice. and they can call me directly. They can just do Jennifer, J-N-N-I-F-E-R dot Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, at unitedintentions.org. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So in case you didn't catch that, listeners, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Kramer over at United Intentions Foundation is offering free coaching through their network and through the people that are involved with their organization on a variety of different areas. If you need coaching around life in general, if you need coaching around relationships, love even, or maybe just around kids and how to help with your kids or help you parent your kids better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they can uh, reach out to you at jennifer.kramer at unitedintentions.org. Now, yes, and if you go to unitedintentions.org, it's a free membership. So, Oh, yeah, so make sure if you do that, you go sign up and be a member there. I think I might just that's, do that. That's an amazing thing. Once you become a member that you can see that you can't see from, you know, if you're not a member. So Yeah, and it's free, right? All free. All free. And if you know somebody who actually is big on contributing to organizations such as uh, such as the one that Jennifer's involved with, by all means, reach out, connect them. You know, Jennifer's a great connector. And if you are a nonprofit, Jennifer also has some good experience on helping you, you know, re- receive some good, you know, funding or some mm-hmm. kind of thing. So Jennifer's a great resource across the board. I've been so far, she's even helped out the foundation that I sit on the board for already. And it's been like a total blessing disguise. So you, you're definitely a gift to this planet, to this world. And I'm, and, and, and a tall one at that, which is even more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to being able to play volleyball with you and everything when you, whenever you get out here. But, you know, so, so, so again, um, reach out to Jennifer, um, even even if you have questions about saving techniques, I mean, she's obviously got a system down that absolutely works on, mm-hmm. you know, to take care of. Uh, so you said former. So are you saying you're a single parent now or? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's been able to support and do everything as a single parent. Obviously, has a good savings uh, strategy down, which is all part of creating wealth, prosperity and success and happiness because you got to generate and you've got to, pre- you know, 
generation and preservation are both just as important mm -hmm. when it comes to creating financial success in your life. Mm -hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion because of all that you bring to the table, Jennifer. We might have you come. Well, we not might. We probably will have you come back again. Yep. Uh, probably on a different topic, but yep. there's probably so many in your repertoire that you know we can just <laughs> pick and choose anything. So <laughs> and then do a second one in Spanish. Yeah, and do then do then. That is my one. goal. I'm gonna write that. In, <laughs> yeah. That is gonna be my goal. Nice. So. ¿Qué estás haciendo últimamente? Um, nada. 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 Okay. All right, cool. So um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, if you have any questions, continue to post because we check the chat section and we get notified on our phones when anybody leaves a questions or a comment on the Spreaker platform for this podcast. You can then find us on iTunes. You can then find us on all of, um, and a bunch of other SoundCloud and you know wherever and YouTube and everything like that. So make sure that if anything comes up, just ask a question. And I think, Jennifer, you'll be available to answer a few, right? When, if, yes, if thank we have you any. so much for having me on. I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank um, you for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Lots and, of fun. Yeah, I know. Um, and also in the, well, we could talk about the offline. I was like, going, technology, let's talk about something now, something that's completely irrelevant to what I'm, to what I'm talking So, anyway, so thank you so much. Um, and if, Jennifer, if you don't mind sticking around just a little bit afterwards, um, we'll, we can kind of debrief a little bit after the show. But the show is about to go. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for being on the show or listening to us. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same bad channel. And next week, we'll have Nick Hansinger. Nick Hansinger is part of the Illumination Academy, and he's going to talk about some really cool energy stuff. So, stay tuned. Don't want to miss out on that. All right, peace. Bye, guys.